1: Like you've never heard it
0: before. The Laws of Life with Gary Hertzberg on CliffCentral.com. I'm Gary Hertzberg and this is The Laws of Life on CliffCentral.com. Today, live in studio, we have the fabulous Andrew Levy, Specialist Labor Law Consultant from AndrewLevy.co.za. With Andrew, we'll be chatting about the CCMA and how if you handle your case correctly you should beat your opponent and succeed in the ccma especially if you get a message like this
1: a message from the board you're fired
0: <laughs> you're fired you're fired you're fired you're fired you're fight fi- i i i i i i, I. So satisfying. Yeah, so satisfying. <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> Boss Baby, you're fired. It's really so satisfying when you take your opponent to the CCMA and you get their ass kicked. However, so many winning cases are lost in the CCMA because they botched, generally due to lack of practical knowledge on the part of the litigant. have seen it a hundred times. Andrew, apart from being the specialist labor cons- law consultant that he is, he served as both arbitrator and commissioner. Uh, and has all the practical answers necessary to win your case. A big, very warm welcome to you, Andrew Levy. Thank
1: you, Gary. Always good to be with you.
0: Uh, you served as both arbitrator and commissioner in the CCMA.
1: Yes, I was a senior commissioner for a period of time. Prior to that, I was on the private arbitration panel of uh, uh, the first arbitration body in this country called IMSA. Subsequent to all of that, I was a uh, panelist on the arbitration panel of a body called Mm Takiso. So, um, yes, I've done. And and equally, I've uh, um, argued and presented cases in uh, arbitration at the CCMA and at private arbitration. Um, And I spend a lot of time... Uh, advising clients or people who will be arguing the case How in fact they should uh, prepare and argue their case In terms of uh, uh, getting the answer that they want Or the answer that they
0: deserve You've also obviously seen so many cases that are winnable uh, Or should have been won that are messed up Lack of evidence, lack of this, lack of presentation skills And you are teaching the public constantly how to uh, develop those skills?
1: Well, we try, Gary. Um, and uh, there there are many sort of basic rules and, and and just straightforward things, which you might label as court craft, which any lawyer or any yeah. uh, litigating attorney would, would know and would understand. Unfortunately, the public don't always do that. And when I say the public, this includes employers and employees, yeah. and it includes trade unions as well. And, you know, it's the same as uh, a football or a rugby match or a netball match. Um, You know, when you lose It's because the ref was blind And he'd been bribed by the <laughs> other side And yeah. they poisoned your food the night before Um, It's always something Other than that the other team Were actually better than you were mm. um, Better prepared very often. Well, that's what it comes down to Better yeah. prepared and understanding The ins and outs that much better So you blame the ref, you blame the arbitrator But mm. they've got thick skins That's what they're there for And uh, that's fine uh, But if you find yourself there again Um, Then you you want to do better Then you should start looking at these kinds of things
0: Mm. Andrew our Facebook page uh, is the uh, Laws of Life with Mm. Gary Hertzberg Give us a like and have a little look if you like And our Twitter handle is at Hertzlaw H-E-R-T-Z-L-A-W Now we're very proudly in association with Legal Talk South Africa With their membership of 193,000 And people are posting left, right and centre constantly especially about labor issues. And there's a constant stream of questions asked by by these very members on the CCMA. So what I've done, Andrew, I've taken one or two of them, and let's fire them at you and see uh, how we deal with them. Okay, great. The, The first one comes from Deborah. She says, is the CCMA any good? We want to open a case of unfair dismissal. And then she got a reply from Percy. He says, it is fair, but get all your proof ready because no proof, no case. And then Carl Kafu says, is good if you know your story. You need substantial facts to win. Rumors and allegations without facts may weaken your case. Uh, How do we deal uh, with this? Yeah, yeah,
1: well, you know, uh, they should be sitting in this chair rather (laughs) than me because they've gone right to the heart of the matter. Is the CCMA any good? Uh, Obviously, if you lose your case, it's no good at all. Yes. Um, But, uh, you know, in any case, there's one side that tends to be stronger than the other. Um, to come back to where we are, if, if you're an employee um, and you feel you've been unfairly dismissed, then you should go to the CCMA. But the one thing you must never do is to fall in love with your own case. Now, that is a fatal flaw. Um, And the minute you fall in love with your own case, you can see no wrong. You can see no weakness. You can see nothing there other than this gross unfairness that happened to you, uh, and you've now got to right that wrong. And unless you are able to look at your case in a neutral way and evaluate it, um, as your boss may have evaluated, and indeed, as the commissioner will evaluate it, looking at your weak points, then, in fact, you should not be surprised, because maybe you deserve to be dismissed. Now, the thing that we distill out of this is spend twice as much time looking at the weaknesses of your case uh, rather than looking at the strength. You know the strengths. The strengths are easy, but the attack will never come on your strengths. The attack will come at your weak points. And if you are so in love with your case that you don't look at your weak points, you are actually going to be completely unclothed completely naked there
0: give us some examples of that Andrew where people don't look at the weakness where is the weakness well
1: the weakness can be in many areas so for example you could have a fatal weakness in that there is a company policy dealing with this particular issue and what you did was you ignored the policy the policy says that you can't take things out the front door unless you've got a gate pass you did not have a gate pass you've got nowhere to go Mm-hmm. Um, uh, another example uh, of a fatal weakness could be, for example, um, you do something which is against the safety. Uh, requirements of the circumstance Well, you know, once again That becomes totally uh, Beyond any argument um, Another issue is Where you start making allegations And I know that this is dealt with In one of the answers there Which you cannot substantiate mm. So, you know, you, the, the, the most frequent one The most common one I used to hear As an arbitrator was They were victimizing me And the whole thing was a plot Mm -hmm. um now i would always deal with this in the same way um and and i'd covered my judgment by saying um and finally um when i was closing the arbitration i said to um the uh, union or the employee anything else you want to tell me yes it was a plot i was victimized they were out to get me and i'd write in my uh finding um after closing arguments the uh, uh the applicant said it was a plot uh, and management conspired to dismiss him. Um, this was never raised in the hearing. It was not raised in the arbitration. I was given no evidence. It didn't feature in the opening or the closing arguments. All I got was a broad allegation when the cases had been closed. There was no explanation as to who conspired, when they conspired, why they conspired, Rejected. It's
0: a bald allegation without evidence.
1: That's exactly what it is. Mm. And uh, as any bald person will tell you, <laughs> uh, never make bald allegations unless you have a hairpiece without uh, uh, evidence. And and you know the minute the uh, commissioner sees that thing, kind of thing going on, you, you, you're almost two strikes down. Mm. So you know I also say um, to to employers when they say, I know he's stealing, but I can't prove it. Mm. Well, then you ain't got a case Because unless you can put something on the table Then in point of fact you can go nowhere Uh, Don't fall in love with your case Don't get blinded or sidetracked by this deep sense of uh, um, unfairness which you are, are feeling because you were fired rather say okay it was unfair but I know because I thought about it that the boss is going to say this 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 and this what are my counter arguments to that mm. how am I going to deal with that and the other thing that you should be saying along the same lines is remember you're not trying to persuade your boss um, on the point. Your boss has already thought about it and he's decided you need to be out of there. You're trying to persuade the commissioner. Yes. So you've got to give the commissioner um, enough to make that person comfortable uh, so that she or, or he uh, is going to favor your version.
0: Andrew, one of the questions I often get asked is... Should I settle and when should I settle and when should I fight? And a lot of people, this is the second question, a lot of people go to the CCMA hoping they'll get a settlement when they got no case. But we'll come to that. Let's talk about when do I settle and when do I fight?
1: Okay. Obviously, the situation can be looked at from the employer's perspective and the employee's perspective. Let's look at it from the employer's perspective for a moment. Um, you know, finding a case in the CCMA is going to tie up the employer in time and expense. He may well have to get lawyers involved. He may have to go to labor law experts. He's going to have to take a day out of work to to go there. He's going to have to bring his witnesses. At the end of the day, he may still lose the case. Mm. So when do you settle if you're an employer, if you've got a weak case, uh, which you're unlikely to win, if the cost of winning is um, so great – that it's just a business decision. It's cheaper to pay three months than it is to to fight that. Disaster. But doesn't the employee you know
0: that, Andrew? He knows that the employer doesn't want to come to court, doesn't want to get an attorney, so mm. he's going to push for a settlement. Well, he, yeah.
1: well, well, that's a different question, as yeah. you said, and and uh, uh, the employee employee may think that, but he doesn't know that because mm. the employer will frequently turn on and say, "No, I'm going the distance. I did this right. This is the way to go. It's yeah. a matter of principle." And the minute a lawyer hears it's a matter of principle, they hear the distant chime of tinkling cash registers. <laughs> uh, and, you know, we'll fight it, come what may. We'll the fight world, it till
0: your money runs out. E- exactly.
1: Yeah. The world needs to know this person is a liar and a cheat and a thief, and uh, we're not going to stomach that. So it's by no means given. Yeah. The other thing employers will do sometimes, and maybe it's uh, not such a nice thing to do, they'll, they'll, they'll decide that, uh, you know, Joe Schmo is really actually a nasty person. We don't want him here. We'll fire him. We we know it's an unfair dismissal, uh, but we'll settle at the CCMA yeah, or before. So yeah, we're paying three that. months, uh, yeah. and, and let's get cheap at the price. Mm. Well, you know, one sometimes feels bad about that um, because here uh, you know, this person has been – got rid of, and the employer's paid out. Well, maybe the counter-argument to that is, well, if that's what the employee settled for, those are his damages. Mm. If that's what the CCMA would have given, justice has been done. But the employer will not by any means always agree. Now, from the employee's point of view, when should you settle? Now, there is a very strong belief that you will always face an employer who would rather settle than fight. Mm. that you will always find a commissioner who will favor you. None of that is true. I mean, some employees and some unions, uh, and and one of them said this to me once, CCMA uh, stands for come and collect money always. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, well, it, it doesn't by any means. Um, yeah. But if you're the employee, you need to weigh a couple of things. Firstly, if you've got a, a bad case, you're going to lose. Uh, and you don't necessarily want it on record that you were dismissed for stealing. Um, equally, as an employee, um, you are going to have to go and get a new job. Now, as long as you're fighting this case, it is really working on your mind. You can't focus on. I mean, litigation is the worst thing in the world. You know, they, they, everybody says there's an ancient Chinese curse: "May you live in interesting times." Nonsense! It's actually lovely to live in interesting times. The real ancient Chinese curse is: "May your life be filled with lawyers." I mean, it doesn't doesn't get worse than that. <laughs> no, no. Um, so you can't focus on your life. Everything is subs, uh, second to this. You've got to go out and get a job. And, of course, remember, um, as long as the employer uh, believes you're going to fight this thing, his tactic is to delay it because he knows you're running out of money. And the more desperate you become, the more or well, the cheaper his settlement is going to be. Um, so, you know, if you're going to get branded a thief you know, maybe you don't want that. If it's going to stop you moving on, maybe you don't want that. Um, and if the next employer says, why did you leave your last job yes. uh, and you lie about it? Right. No, I left because I wanted to improve myself or whatever. The employer is yeah. going to check the reference. And if he finds that you were dismissed, he'll never, ever employ you. Can no, sorry, d-
0: can a new prospect, a prospective employer ask you as an employee, have you been to the CCMA before? Are they entitled to ask you? that?
1: Yeah, you know, Gary, that's an interesting one. Um, they can, and, and the, the answer is yes, they can. Mm. Um, but this is an interesting point because, and it's a legal point because the question itself is never never where the discrimination occurs; it's what you do with the answer. Mm. So, if, in point of fact, I ask you, have been you been to the CCMA before, and you say yes, I have, and I don't hire you. I have discriminated unfairly against mm-hmm, you mm. on the grounds that you exercised a legal right, which you were fully entitled to do. So mm. it would be a very foolish employer who asked that question because you are sort of given a prima facie, uh, a presumption anyway that there's some. So that would be a stupid. I think the thing.
0: employment agencies that ask this as well.
1: Yeah. I think employment agencies ask all sorts of things. Yeah. Um, but whether they should or not, you know, is, is it maybe for, we for the ask same, them. for the same price,
0: mm. Andrew, they ask you whether you've have a criminal record or not mm. that they're entitled to ask you
1: certainly if it has you know the,
0: if it has the, a bearing on the on the job
1: absolutely that's always yeah. the rule if it is uh, of significance to the performance of the job and i'm not sure being to the c c m a have but to mm. come back, we can ex- explore this further if we want to, but to come back to the import, the point you know if the employee settle or fight, if the employee can turn around to the next employer and say I did take it to the CCMA. The employer offered to settle the case, and I accepted that. It puts a very different spin Absolutely. on the whole thing. Mm. And the normal interpretation will be, oh, well, the employer must have fouled up here, and they paid some money to, to get away. Yeah. But, you know, generally speaking, I think any employer who knows you've been to the CCMA, particularly if you're a serial CCMA, uh, is going to be twitchy, and I mean that—that's understandable. That's human nature, uh, but it's not necessarily right. And, you know, at the end of the day, if someone has been unfairly treated, that should not stand in the way of justice. What but, do you—what
0: do you call the commissioner?
1: Mr. Commissioner, Madam Commissioner. Mm. That's, uh, you know, you, mm. if you want to. I've you, heard you, so many you can, various You, you can uh, call, your call them. And your yes, this you, and your,
0: yeah, you can call them
1: excellency. <laughs> I normally find that, certainly when people call me excellency, you know, it this, works this very, very well. You've yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, never lost a case though. Yeah, that's right. Now, uh, Mr. or Madam Commissioner is the correct form of address.
0: Craig on uh, Legal Talk SA says, I have an upcoming case at CCMA for unfair dismissal without any evidence. How do I prepare myself? May I use audio recordings of my employer as evidence?
1: How do you prepare yourself, Craig? Yeah. Have the getaway <laughs> car running uh, and get ready to leap into it. Um, I mean, this is, a, a, again, a slightly... A different question, and without Craig sitting in the studio, it's 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 not easy to know what he's talking about. But presumably, Craig is talking about a clandestine recording that he has made. Mm. Um, now, in in American law, we have this thing called the doctrine of the fruit of the poisoned tree, yes. um, which basically says if you've uh, obtained evidence by unlawful means, you can't put that in front of the court. Now, remember, the CCMA is not a court. This is not a legal process. If anything, it's a, a quasi-judicial process. Um, and if anything, the uh, doctrine of the fruit of the poison tree in its purest form is not part of our law anyway. But, uh, Craig, I can assure you um, that if you put your recording on the table Mm. um, the employer will attack you on the basis of breach of privacy it may not be breach of privacy the commissioner may not like it or the commissioner may like it very much but if that's all you've got then use it Mm. Um, and you know I would make the general observation when it comes to evidence use what you've got if it's the best evidence you've got if you start putting bad stuff on the table let's assume Craig that your uh, recording is is bad and all you've got really is background noise of a motorbike going past on a low-flying helicopter and uh, screams of joy coming from the office next door and everything is uh, indistinct um, that's going to do you more harm than good because the uh, Commissioner will say, well, you know, you put that on the table. That's your evidence. And it actually takes me nowhere. It tells me nothing. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, I used to be very un- unhappy. I don't like clandestine recordings because I think it's dishonest. I would go as far as saying, and I think the courts would say that I'm wrong here. And I did lose one case on this basis that, uh, I would fire someone, certainly a senior executive who made secret recordings of me, of meetings. Uh, but they, they do it all the time. So I mm. would not favor it, but obviously I'd have it is to. It has been done
0: all the time. All the time. People sit in meetings. They have their, the phones on the desk, they're probably recording 90% yeah. of it. Yeah, they are.
1: But yeah. again, you know, I would say to Craig, look, if that's all you've got, yeah. Yeah. either these are very unique circumstances, you know, he said, she said, yeah. uh, that's fine, balance of probability, and you get those in allegations of racism, or in fact, you've probably got a lousy case because if that's the only evidence you've got, you know, surely there's got to be something else.
0: One of the listeners, Terence, says, uh, keep in mind your employer does not need to prove Misconduct beyond reasonable doubt yeah. It's not a court case Only on a balance of probability Which is easier to do Has he got it right?
1: Well said Terence mm. uh, Yeah absolutely And and people don't understand this And I find that unions and shop stewards Get this wrong all the time mm. They think it's the beyond reasonable doubt Which is obviously the standard uh, In a criminal case um, the standard in a civil case and for a domestic hearing is beyond reasonable doubt. And and what that basically says, if you don't want to be too cynical about it, is you take both sets of lies and you say which one is more likely to be the truth. <laughs> yes. uh, that's really what it comes down to. So, no, you've just got to simply say, I weigh the two versions, um, and I haven't got clear Evidence that this is so, but on balance, this is more likely to be true. So you get some bizarre cases where, in point of fact, um, stuff is stolen, the employer never finds the employee with the goods on them, they can't necessarily point to the loss, um, but nevertheless... Uh, under the circumstances uh, you were the only person with access to the goods you were the only person who had the opportunity um, it went missing on your shift under your control it's more likely that you stole it than you didn't what's your version an alien from the planet zog descended and ripped it <laughs> out of my hands uh, or or i'll give you no version at all yes that's not going to work what
0: about witnesses at the ccma so many people have Don't bring the witnesses and they, they fall short. What, what, what is, what, what advice do you?
1: Another major, major error. Uh, remember that the best evidence you can get for anything is somebody who stands up probably under oath and says, this is what I did, this is what I said, this is what I heard, this is what I smelt, this is what I saw. Now cross-examine me. Yes. Um, now without evidence to back you up, without testimony, all you've got is a bald allegation. Um and this can be difficult because very often employees may take the view I don't want to get up yeah, I don't and want to get testify yeah in front yeah. of my employer because the employer is going to lose mm. and he'll then victimise me which mm. employers do yes. um but you know at the end of the day if you if you can't prove it if you can't bring the witnesses and there are witnesses then you know aim for a settlement. Uh, it's, it's the next best thing. Is it the way justice should work? Possibly not, but you know, remember, as I'm sure your grandmother taught you, Gary, mine taught me, a bad settlement is better than a good case. Absolutely. So, it brings with me every day. Yeah.
0: What about getting your lawyer to come with you to the CCMA?
1: Yeah. Um, I, Gary, I have absolutely no difficulty with that. I mean, that's what lawyers are trained to do. They do it mm. particularly well. Um, most commissioners do not like it mm. uh, because they find that uh, lawyers become very formal. Um, they may take very small and very technical points. They may even have a, uh, a view themselves that they are not lawyers, and most of them are not lawyers, and they might feel intimidated. Um, and, and that may count against them, but not necessarily. Uh, I would say if your case is complex, if it's difficult, if it involves um, constitutional values such as unfair discrimination, such as racism, yeah. uh, if there is, for example, conflicting case law on it. Uh, etc., then it may not be a bad thing to take a lawyer. But mm. do understand that if if um, you want to bring a lawyer, then the other side should be entitled to, and the commissioner will normally rule that way. Mm. The commissioner does have the power um, to uh, exclude lawyers. So the commissioner has an absolute discretion when it comes to representation. But I would uh, never, ever uh, exercise that discretion against the presence of a lawyer Um, And if I had a set of circumstances where there was legal representation on the one side and none on the other, uh, I would say, look, um, I will intervene if at any stage I believe um, that... Either party doesn't understand what's going on uh, or that we're not focusing on the issues that are really important here. I want to remind you, this is not a criminal court. It's not a civil court. I'm in charge here. Uh, we'll do it my way. I did it sideways. <laughs> uh, and um, I won't interfere, provided you remi- remember we're trying to answer the question, what happened in this case, so we can decide
0: what to do. Many people don't know how to cross-examine. There's a skill to it. Many lawyers don't mm-hmm. have the mm-hmm. skill. Yeah. If you don't have the skill, my advice always is write down some questions in advance, have it in front of you in case you get stage fright, and uh, you'll have them.
1: Always, always, yeah. Gary. You know, it's, it's one of these uh, practice, practice, prepare, prepare, and you'll be okay. And the writing down of questions is part of looking for the weaknesses of your case, but also saying how am I going to persuade the commissioner Mm. that mine is the right one. Now, you know, what does the other party usually do? It tries to gloss over its weaknesses. It doesn't lead evidence in the area where it's weak. That's where you leap in with cross-examination. Now, the issue with cross-examination, is it a science, is it art? It's a bit of both. Yes. And if you practice, you can certainly get better at it. But if you're not a musician, well, you'll be able to play the scale of C major, but you may not play it in a very musical way. Mm. You may not be the world's best cross-examiner, but you can still do something with it. But... You know cr- cross examination is is like making love. everybody thinks they 're the world 's expert on it when in fact they 're probably not, so using a <laughs> manual or a textbook can be um, fairly useful. Write down your questions and that will be based on where you know the weaknesses are. And also, as you go along and you're listening to the other side's evidence in chief, make a note as you go along and ask those questions, tick them off. Uh, but, you know, equally, when it comes to cross-examination, don't badger the witness. Remember, it does your case no good to keep cross-examining someone uh, who is telling the truth. All they'll do is repeat it more credibly each time. Um, And if the other side is clever, they'll, and and you're denying, uh, they'll ask the commissioner to draw an inference. Mm. You know, people believe that cross-examination is what you see on LA law and uh, uh, American television. If you're going to watch Television. Don't watch American television. You know, watch some of the British courtroom dramas. But it's not that at all. Judge the, Rinder, yeah, Rinder. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. the the, the cross examiner you want to be very frightened of is the one who has a conversation with you. Yeah. Those are the those are the dangerous ones. I'd love
0: what you've always told me. You've said, Gary, your your arbitrations, your cases are won long before your day in the ccma And, and that's all about preparation. It's all about, it's all about preparing your case,
1: knowing your case. And, and you know, the first thing I say to people is know your case better than you know yourself. Um, if I'm saying it to an employer, I'll say know your case better than the employee. Mm. You've really got to go through. Now, you know, I, I did some really very, very big cases uh, quite a while ago, but there were cases of fraud um, and dishonesty in the public sector. Some of them are still ongoing, mm-hmm. um, and we were talking about millions and millions and I was the sort of initiator, the prosecutor there uh, and i couldn 't spend enough time really understanding the ins and outs of that case and The first thing that you should do uh, to to do that. Um, is something many lawyers do anyway is you do a timeline, you do a chronology, so you take a piece of paper, you draw a line through the middle and you start putting dates and actions, so July the 1st employer called me a whatever uh july the 13th employer called me to a hearing uh july 14th employer said you're fired so you now have the sequence in which things go and normally run your things in your sequence sequence then you start putting your bundle of documents together so in point of fact you say well okay how am i going to show that what documentary evidence have i gotten you right Put down notification to attend hearing. I know the employer didn't follow his procedure. Table the procedure in your bundle of documents. What witnesses have I got to tell the story? So assemble the timeline. Tell your story in the order that it happened. Back it up with the witnesses who will testify to that point. Back it up with the documentation that speaks to that point, And you're putting something on the table which the commissioner can understand. And stick to the simple Facts that, in point of fact, are going to count. So, for example, it's extremely irrelevant that three years ago the employer did this to someone else or that 18 months ago the employer did something to you that you didn't like. Um, You're not going to be able to prove it. It's irrelevant. Let's focus on what we can prove now. Prepare, prepare, prepare.
0: Andrew, we've given our listeners a taste of uh, what... uh They could expect if they came to one of your morning seminars, there's one coming up in Johannesburg. Uh, in a week or two, when is it? I think it's the
1: twenty sixth of twenty eighth, twenty eighth of August. Yeah, yeah. And, and then
0: in Durban on the following day, the twenty That's absolutely What's right. What's all that about? What are those?
1: Well, it's um, simply called um, winning the strategies. Win, at the yeah, CCMA. winning strategy. The CCMA, and it talks hmm. about a lot of the things we have talked about today. Hmm. It talks about some other things, like, for example, my uh, famous, or if it's not famous, soon to be famous, the commissioner is a sheep theory, mm. um, which is very important. So what I'm really going to do is to turn around, and it's not limited to employers, they tend to be my audience because they got more money than employees. But if you're an employee and you've got a big case coming up, well, make the investment. Mm. Um, but it's going to try and say to you, this is everything I know about winning a case at the CCMA uh, and after this you will be in a better position. Unfortunately, um, mm. like the uh, uh the little uh, caveat and indemnity at the beginning of the show i can't, yeah, I can't guarantee, guarantee it. Yeah. and neither Gareth Cliff nor Gary Hertzberg uh, can be sued if you lose the case nor myself but we can give you a much much better chance yeah. that's for sure
0: absolutely you've been listening to the wonderful Andrew Levy uh, many thanks for making your way here Andrew we always love having you around and to our listeners thank you for listening until next tuesday cheers this is com.